Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 6, Episode 27, Fantasy Setting Yard Cell. <laughs> 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And everything must go. Uh, this, I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. Get this thing out of my yard. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to try and do, this is kind of an experimental cast. I am going to throw questions at the podcasters. We are going to build a couple of fantasy settings for you. It'll show you how we build settings. It'll also just give you um, a bunch of writing prompts for your fantasy setting. These are, you can just take these and go with them. They are free. Please write a whole book with these. Yep, please go ahead and do it. And then um, and then make sure to acknowledge how awesome we are in your acknowledgements. <laughs> if indeed we're awesome, because we don't know if we're going to be yet. <laughs> All right, guys, um, question number one. For a fantasy setting, I want you to build a setting based around a magic system. All right? And my first question to you is, I want an unusual way that someone becomes a practitioner of this magic. In other words, they're not just born with it, and you don't get it just by studying real hard. You don't become a wizard by just learning it or by having it be genetic. How can someone obtain magical powers in a non-standard way? You have to be hit by a comet. Hit by a comet. Okay, that's one option. What not a comet, since those don't actually hit the earth. Oh, yes, uh, I went to launch Meteorite. Meteorite, thank yes. you. Sorry, nice sorry, launch pad. Specifically, spaceborne or just any falling rock? Like if a stalactite falls on you in a cave, will that do the same thing? No, no, I think it has to be spaceborne. Okay. Okay. The, the question is whether or not it can have originated in space and have someone throw it at you, or whether or not it actually has to drop out of the sky. Okay, oh, yeah. to make meteoric, this meteoric iron in a stalactite that fell on you in a cave might give you a different set of powers. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and try and take this a little bit away from the silly. And I'm going to say, okay, um, space dust. Space um, dust. It's a planet where there are a lot of meteor showers. Mm -hmm. At certain times, you know, this, these things burn up in the atmosphere. And if this stuff falls on you, it has an effect on you. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's go there. All right. Now, let's make um, the magic that you gain have some different sort of, um, of power. What is, what's the power we're going to have? Uh, what does this give you? Something that you haven't seen a lot of. Oh, gosh. Something you haven't seen a lot of. See, that's the hard yeah, It's hard. <clears throat> you know, telepathy, telekinesis. Being um, able to shape energy. It's shooting magic hands, that, uh, the, that will okay. give people uh, cancer. It will screw up with cell division inside of somebody's body. Okay. So it's destructive magic. Yes. Destructive magic. Let's I guess in some ways that's just radiation. Let's, let's, let's do forced mutation. Okay. Um, okay. I haven't seen a lot of that. You have the power to mutate. Somebody Not yourself, else? but somebody else. And you can kind of control and steer forced mutation. Okay? Cool. So mm -hmm. you can create all sorts of weird abominations, or you can maybe, maybe give somebody some powers, but they're going to come at great cost. Mm -hmm. um, well, and the better you are at let me, this. Let me stitch, this, let me stitch okay. this together a little bit, because we're, we're mm -hmm. world building here. So you've got a world on which uh, there are you know, meteor showers, whatever, happening a lot. 
And when space dust hits something sapient, um, <clears throat> I say something sapient, usually a person, but maybe there's other creatures here. Yeah. Um, that person gains the ability to affect the the flow of evolution on that planet by forcing mutations. And so you have a mixture of, the, you know, the life on this planet, a mixture of what evolved naturally and what people think might be a good idea to have plants do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because suddenly really the awesome. shape of this world, uh, I mean, you can, you can roll malleable. historically. Yeah. yeah. You can roll back and have amazing, amazing, horrible, horrible sorts of things happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, man-eating plants. Remember when that fifth grader got hit by a rock in you know, and the third century? That these were cool. Okay, oh, and we need to limit this magic some more. Kay. So just as you're talking, <clears throat> we need to limit it. It needs to, it needs to either run out or, or something because if too many people have this, um, you're basically going to quickly create a, a world where humans just can no longer exist. The power, I, wait, oh, Mary, go ahead. Mary, go ahead. I was going to say, actually, if we go back to the comic idea yeah. that if it's actually the tale of a comet that they pass through periodically, so they're uh -huh. only certain phases in their history when uh, people have this power. Okay, I like that. Yeah, because then you can have a, a period of several hundred years during which these weird mo mutations and things have happened, mm -hmm. um, and no one has the magic for most of that, and then 200 years later it comes again, and someone tries to fix mm -hmm. all of these mutations and things. Well, now, we could also take this, this, this might be altering the direction away from actual wizardry, mm -hmm. but maybe this dust does not grant you the magic ability to affect mutation but it's just the dust itself if you possess it you can use it almost like an alchemist okay okay in that's which a, case it yeah. could be saved from one cycle to the next it could be hoarded it becomes a commodity i go ahead and say um if you're world building this that you kind of you do all three the dust can just cause a mutation just hits people mm -hmm. or certain certain times the dust gives the people the power to influence it because having characters proactively be able to do this is going to be really useful or save the dust and use it. Um, all three things actually achieve different roles in the plot and give you more tools to play with. Um, so maybe the people who are collecting the dust to try and use it, uh, perhaps they discover that the dust. Oh gosh, it doesn't work. Man, it never works. Can only. Oh, we can only make it work during this particular astrological sign. Yeah. When you know the stars and the planets are aligned with the current position of that comet. Okay, that could, that could, that's a cool limitation. That's uh, certainly a possibility. And then uh, my practical brain is going, exactly how are they collecting this dust? I yeah. can see getting hit by it. Well, we could, we could say, um, if we're going to go with a meteor shower that's thing, true. if a full meteor falls, meteorite, you can take it, grind it up, and you've got the dust. The problem yeah. with commentary mm -hmm. tales is mm -hmm. that they, they hit so seldom. I mean, it's already hugely limiting. Yeah, I think we're better off doing some sort of asteroid belt um, with a long, um, a long, you know, well, um, an asteroid belt that has an elliptical orbit, yeah. you know, right. perpendicular to the planet, passing and through. so you pass through if it. If for yeah. some reason the planet is a, uh, and, and now we're getting into science fiction a little bit, if the yeah. planet is a one-face world that is always facing the same yeah. direction, uh, you have the ability to say, and this side of the planet is where we're regularly getting bombarded, and it's not safe to go there because you're as likely to get killed oh, as not. Oh, that's a clever but if idea. if this actually showers, so then you've got a planet on which one side is teeming with horrible, horribly thought-out life forms, and the other side is just peppered and hammered and barren and whatever else. And uh, well, that's I, that's really brilliant. I like that a lot um, because what it does is it adds a nice geographical limitation on this, and so you can have cities that this sort of thing is forbidden 
on the one side that will keep them from, um, you know, they've, they've got, they've bunkered down and like, no mutants here, no mutations, mm -hmm. no none of these wizards. And kind then you've got borderland um, places where things are creeping across. You've got all sorts of really cool geological features for this. The cataclysm well, could be that the comet, the, the comet's path is such, <clears throat> assuming that it's a comet, you know, it might be an asteroid, yeah. it might be a number of things, but something has happened uh, and orbits have shifted and the stuff's going to start coming down on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's our, there's our Ragnarok, there's your epic yeah. cycle. Yeah, that's that's awesome too. Um, okay, let's um, let's go ahead and cap that one there. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And do our book of the week, and then we'll do a diff another one. Cool. Um, our book of the week is um, by a brilliant author named Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> now, I have a new book come out. Um, it's, it's been out for a little while now. It's called Alloy of Law. It's a new Mistborn novel, um, and it is a fantasy, but um, I've taken the Mistborn world and advanced it several hundred years, so technology has rolled, progressed along, and it's not something I'd seen done often in fantasy books, is take an epic fantasy and turn it into an urban fantasy instead, so that's what I've done. Um, I think it's really fun. And this I think magic system, it. it's got uh, people who, like, eat minerals and stuff yeah, in they, order to gain magic powers? Yeah, they gain magic powers. really weird, yeah. but it's awesome. Um, well, which becomes like especially interesting in an industrialized society. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Guns plus the ability to affect um, metal that is around you is pretty fun. Um, and if you've never read one of the Mistborn books before, this is actually a new starting point. Um, it's, a, it's a quicker, shorter novel for me, about 100,000 words. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, and it's a new starting point. doesn't spoil the, the previous ones too much at all. So um, Alloy of Law uh, by Brandon Sanderson. Howard, how can they get it? Head on out to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can kick off a 14-day free trial membership. Download, Al download Alloy of Law by Brandon Sanderson or any other of the fine titles, millions of titles, hundreds of thousands of titles Audible has. I don't know how big that library is. Huge. Um, Let's just say huge. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> very huge. Um, for free. Yep. All right. Um, uh, since our, our previous world-building element uh, was, was very physical world-oriented, let's go culturally-oriented now. And let's, um, let me ask you guys, let's have a, an odd way of government, an odd method of government. Whoever's in charge is chosen because of attributes um, or a type of, um, of thing. Extreme flatulence. Okay, no. We didn't want to be silly. <laughs> hey, don't say we. Um, I'll give you an example of this in, um, in Xenocide Buyers and Scott Card. People with, um, with OCD, legitimately have OCD, are considered sacred and are, have a special place in this government and religion. Um, what's, what's a new type of government we could have? We hmm. all stare blankly at each other. Poly oh, come on. Polydactyly. <laughs> you, if you can't count to 11 using your fingers, you can't be president. Okay, okay. Um, now you're trying to relate this to our previous one because you could, you're saying people who have interesting <laughs> if mutations yeah, if you, yeah, if you, could be... Yeah, if you've mutated some physically visible... Uh, uh, mutated defect. Okay, that's. I'm kind not of married to that idea. No, but, no, uh, this is this is an interesting okay. one because uh, we'll let the others. Or, think or it could be else. even simpler, like just being ambidextrous. 
Okay. If you can use both hands, then obviously your brain is more advanced and you should be in charge. Okay, okay. Um, can people be trained to be ambidextrous? Yes. Yeah, they can. That's a problem then, a little bit of a problem, but not completely a problem. No, because then you suddenly have schools where people go yes. to, and not everybody can be trained to be ambidextrous. Um, but it seems like if a large percentage of the population can be trained to be ambidextrous, we have a problem with government. You could make a requirement that if you cannot be trained to be ambidextrous, for whatever reason, you can't serve in the civil service. Make it kind of a, um, a Chinese sort of, you know, civil servant thing is a big Very deal. Very strict case system. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. And you want to be in the civil service, but because of whatever magic thing, or whatever cultural thing, you need to be able to use both hands at once. Why would you need both hands at once? Ah, um, the, uh, it's a nonverbal language. Okay, nonverbal language. Um, or, you know... Written on juggling balls. No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist this because... If it's not verbal language, then everyone's going to naturally be ambidextrous. What if to communicate with the gods, quote-unquote, or some other race or something, um, you need to be able to use their language, which mm. requires you not not just using your hands, but oh, you've got to go. even it's be a, able to use your feet. They have four arms, yeah. and you've got to be able to communicate with four limbs. So uh, a, a spin You're on this. Science fiction. We've got a science fiction setting uh -huh. where a planet full of humans... Um, is the low tech, uh, the the low tech uh, culture, um, and high tech aliens have showed up, and they decide that anybody who who makes noises with their mouth, you know, if you're just flapping meat at me and burping yeah. noises, uh, that's very very uncivilized. We speak through visual cues and through radio, uh -huh. and so yes, you have to be ambidextrous and be able to talk with your hands and your feet in order to communicate with the aliens. Yep, and so governance falls upon those who are able to talk to the aliens. And I'm not saying that this is a good yeah, setting. Historically, historically that, that doesn't bear out. That just means that you have translators. Because historically, mm -hmm. you have not needed... Except we yeah. created a society where human speech is considered flatulence. And so we get right back to me at the beginning. <laughs> no, but you can spin this toward um, a government thing. And by the way, Howard, you keep trying to get science fiction in my fantasy. <laughs> um, look what we stepped in um, no you could do this but I think it has to go back to the idea I was saying before that it's sacred um, you, may, you make mm -hmm. kind of a, a, a theocracy and communicating you could make them aliens you could make them whatever but communicating with them is sacred and so therefore you don't want to let the dirty translator you know intercede between me you Ooh. want I'm in power I go get the information Mary, you had a revelation. Uh, yes, but it's a story that I want to write in this world. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, listeners, so, you're in a race with Mary. Do, do you want to hear it? Um, I'd love to hear it if you want yeah. to give it away. If you don't want to give it away. I, I'm happy to give it away because mm -hmm. I probably don't actually have time to write it. But if you if you have a world where, um, where like, sacred dance yeah. is, is the, uh, what's oh, going on. Sacred dance is awesome. Um, then, then if your uh, religious leader has a stroke mm -hmm. um, and suddenly cannot use the left side of the body... Mm -hmm. then that creates an enormous, uh, enormous plot. Yeah. Plot driving problem, problem that, and conflict galore, like on a both personal and societal level. Okay, let's, um, uh, we've just got a few minutes left, but I want to... I want to try to do one more? No, I want to build some more depth into this one. Okay. I want to come up with a few social mores that would be different in this culture. Um, things that they regard as taboo or things they regard as... as you know, just natural that you would do that we don't talking do. Talking with your hands. Okay. I mean, if you're talking yep. and gesturing at the same time, that is a corruption of sacred speech. 
Oh, okay. Um, you should be... No, no gesticulating. Okay. No, no gesticulation. So, yeah. When if you're going to talk with your hands, your mouths are shut. If you're going to open your mouth, yeah, you make fists or you lock your hands behind your back. You know, I love that. I like that. It's awesome because I don't think it's the first thing that most people would leap to. They would leap to. Of course, everyone's going to talk with their hands in this. But you came up with a really good cultural reason of the opposite. And it's going to be really more interesting to force people to uh, sit and talk and without street, moving. Street speak, street mm-hmm. speak, where you've got you know the, the lower class of society, yeah. they adhere to this rule almost strictly. They put their hands behind their back, but they have sort of a shuffling step that they will walk and talk, and there is a second layer of communication happening in their, in their walk. Uh, so they, they can actually talk and pseudo-dance at the same time, and they're mostly not, not getting caught at this. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. You're good at this, Howard. But then there would also be an, an underculture of, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like you've, you take any... Well, a marionette started as Little Mary. It was a nativity scene. Mm-hmm. And then it became, you know, Punch and Judy eventually. Right. So you would, have, you would have this underculture as well of people who deliberately take the sacred movement. The kind of right. very irreverent yeah. dance halls yeah. And, yeah, exactly. and that sort of thing. Now, uh, the thing that comes to my mind is uh, people who are deaf, Uh who in any other culture would communicate with sign language. In this culture, would they be sacred because they can't use the filthy speech? Or would they be completely anathema because they are forced to do mundane communication in a sacred style? Or you have parents that have a deaf child who put them in the clergy to hide it, and there's a person who's grown up never being able to hear but mm-hmm. everyone just thinks they've been trained since childhood not to use that filthy Yeah. So filthy nor- normally a deaf child would just mm-hmm. be killed, but this, these parents tried to hide it. The other side of the same way. coin, you've got a blind child who mm. cannot partake in the sacred um, yep. and, and must always be vulgar, profane, whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you would have partner dancing. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of places you could take this. We just wanted to, to throw some of these out for you. Maybe this whole your, episode's yeah. been like a big writing prompt, hasn't yep. it? So Does we that mean we're all off the hook? We, I think we're off the hook for the writing prompt. This go is, write. This, is, this has been great. Uh, you guys are out, totally out of excuses. Uh, now go write. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.